Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. All right, welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice, and I am really excited today because I'm joined with a really wonderful spirit and person. He is a spiritual life coach, a past life regression practitioner, a spirit activator, and an all-around wonderful guy. This is Derek Jameson. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm great, thank you. It's a really good day of love and fire, so I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. Derek's coming to us today from Los Angeles, California. Um, So thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, of course. I mean, I love you. So when the moment you asked, I was like, duh. (laughs) <laughs> no, I know you were so yeah, you he was really lovely about it. I I don't know why I think I thought I was going to have to do some convincing. I'm not sure why. <laughs> and, so with the message, yeah, the message that I sent him, I I I think I even wrote that. I wrote can, what can I do to convince you to come on the show and your response was exactly that. You were like, "Um, convince?" like question mark question mark. You're like, "I'm there. Right. I got it." So, thank yep. you. I loved it. Well, let's just dive right in. Like, so mm. I, I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of your work, um, but I want to know, like, tell us, where are you from? I mean, I know you live in L.A. now, but how long have you been there? And kind of how did we get into this type of work? Uh, well, I live in Los Angeles since uh, 2008. I kind of moved from, into Hollywood right away, and that was a little overwhelming because I, I was coming from Austin, Texas, living there for a little while, which was a lot more chill. Oh, totally, um, totally so more it chill. A, it was a little heavy, moving literally to the heart of Hollywood, and I had two dogs at the time, so I moved to Glendale. So I've, I've lived between Hollywood West, Hollywood, and Glendale, mm-hmm. and I'm technically in Glendale now, but I just say Los Angeles because people don't necessarily know where glendale is um but i actually right. prefer glendale personally is, i well i used to live in atwater village like right oh, okay there. yeah so uh-huh and <laughs> it's at the foot of the north mountains here so i live at the foot of the mountains and my view is the mountain and like trees so i you can see why i moved back during the 2020 phase that yeah. was taking place um and how i got into it well i've technically always been into it so when i was really young and i was a kid i was connected to that that spiritual stuff but i didn't know what that meant because you're a kid it wasn't really taught to you it was more like you i fell into like a a metaphysical shop that was around the corner like a small little shop attached to like the the strip mall that happened to be there Um, and it was just calling to you yeah and it just happened to be at the end of my street like mm, I don't Not think it by, just happened. No, there was no accident. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. So I went in there. That was kind of my introduction. It was, there was a lot of fear around it though. So I didn't, you know, you just hear Ouija boards and you hear spirits and demons and things like that. And you get scared. Um, so I shut it off for a long time and I was reading cards uh, for a theme park that was up there for a Halloween event. And when I was doing that, I was taught how to read tarot cards, but we weren't taught like how to bless or how to tune into love or how to tune oh, into angels. I see. Yeah. So instead of doing that, it was kind of like, let's communicate with anything. And and so things came forward and basically they I was so open and because like I I was highly intuitive at the time, um, entities could kind of play with my field or play with my energy, play with my mind, basically, because I invited it in. I wasn't tuning into the right stuff. So I got scared from it all and I shut it off for a very long time. That said, it spirit always found its way through, through music. So music became the channel for me to be able to bring healing or information and understanding all that stuff. I just wasn't cognizant that that's what was happening until I woke up to it. No, I love that. So yeah, can you like kind of um, describe it a little bit more in detail for, for people who don't know? Like, I, I know what you mean when you say like things are coming forward and whatnot, but like what specifically, like it, you're, you're talking about you felt a feeling, you had a vision or what, like tell me kind of more specifically what you mean when you say you feel things come forward. 
Um, well, when it came to that particular experience, be, without clearing all the energy that I was attracting to me by reading hundreds of people at a theme park for a Halloween event, you know, they come and they're already within that fear vibration. It's already, they were doing it as a gimmick and mm -hmm. it was a lot of people. But when you're reading people, you want to clear in between because okay. you need to clear the energy of spirits that come. Because when you're doing readings, spirits are like attracted to that. They all come and they show up. I see. Um, and so I would go home and I would have nightmare after nightmare after nightmare. Oh, no. But like when I say nightmare, it's not like one would end. They would blend all together. So they would go and and like it'd be one. So I realized I was being haunted by the spirit and energies that I was because attracted to. Because you didn't know how to block. Reading. You didn't know how to block. Yeah, you didn't know how to like do it. Ones. Right. We were taught how to read, but the person didn't teach us about energy, about spirits. And I can't blame them because that's just where they were at. They didn't have the wherewithal to maybe do that at the time. Okay. But And so I don't blame him. And without that experience, honestly, I wouldn't know the difference between dark energy or dark entities sure. and light entities. Okay. So I don't look at it as bad at all. And I, I should probably preface that. But, um, but it's what it's what happened. It made me have a lot of fear. So I shut it off for a very, very long time because I didn't want entities coming to me. I got that. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't know you could have just nice entities coming to you like angels and spirit guides and animals didn't realize that. So it wasn't until I was playing music. So music is actually the way that everything opened up for me. And I was at a museum in Dallas and, um, and all of a sudden, my chest tightened and my breathing got really heavy when I was in this ancient Greek display area. And I realized that it's what woke me up. It's what said, this is what's going on with you. And it's like time for you to do this again. It's time for you to step back into it. Nice. And I said, okay, I'm ready. And the moment I said I was ready is when everything started flooding in. So angels, um, spirit energies, like communication through everything mm -hmm. just said, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And this is your actual path. It's not supposed to be that what you're doing. So during that time, I'm curious. So that is that what you would consider a, like a spiritual, your spiritual awakening was during that period or would it, that have been maybe before or a part I of it? Believe we always are going to have multiple spiritual awakenings. Like okay. people say, I woke up at what, what you might call it. And some people do. Some people are just like, like that. Right. And they'll yeah. wake up at a certain point in their life. An event will take place that will wake them up. But that's not how it was for me. Like I was connected to ancient Egypt since I was really young. I just kept it like my own secret and I had my own thing. I would go to the Egyptian museum in San Jose all the time because I knew I had some kind of weird connection to it. And then when I was 18, for example, um, AI came out. And I took everyone to go. I made everyone see it. Yeah, yeah. Like I literally made everyone go see it. And I was like, no, we have to go see this movie. And I had the download. And I was like, I knew that extraterrestrial beings and things like that were actually us in the future. So it was interesting. I had, and I just got to wave down my body about that as well. Confirm. Ooh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, waves. <laughs> Give us some messages and waves. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I would get multiple awakenings, multiple messages. I remember playing the piano in my house in San Jose, where my family lives. And all of a sudden, I was playing and practicing a song. And all of a sudden, I got hit in the back. Like, oh, wow. Shoo. And I stopped and I saw this woman, an old woman, like an ancestor woman of Native American or um, Mexican, something old, like an old ancestor. Okay. And I saw her face like this big in my head and I stopped playing the piano and I couldn't, I couldn't play. It was like something froze me and I didn't know what was happening, but I saw this woman in my head. So you can see that I had multiple moments where I'm like, thing of awakenings. And I believe I that, it. When, it, and everyone does though, everyone has multiple kundalini awakenings that okay. are next levels and things like that so i don't believe it all happens at once i believe it happens in waves or else people are too overwhelmed unless you've been really ignoring your path right <laughs> <laughs> no that that makes sense that actually that's i, I like the way you describe that because I, I, I think a lot of times i hear people refer to their their awake they, they refer to it almost in a way that it's is a little misleading where it sounds like it was like a one moment, you know, as opposed to as you, as you describe multiple, which I actually think is 
a lot more accurate. <laughs> if know? people look back at their lives, you'll see that you've had multiple moments that kind of elevated you or shook mm -hmm. you into your next level. And um, some people can do it with ease. If people were if people were in tune with spirits since they were young and that was nurtured, sure. the blending of that that whole experience would be different. It would be much more fluid. But what happens is we get off of our path based off of societal norms and belief patterns and systems. Sure. And you start putting all of your energy into one thing and it's your angels and your guides are like, oh, it's not your path. Like <laughs> They're like, but all right. Like, yeah, yeah right, no, right. but if, if this is what you want. Yeah. <laughs> but then there comes a moment where you're shook and it's mm -hmm. like, okay, here comes the event because the person isn't paying attention. Yeah. Or you're not doing what you should be doing. So we're going to have to make it very clear that sure. you're going to have to transition. And that's basically, I've had um, a few of those, basically. Totally. Well, and I think for me, like, I <laughs> I think I'm so stubborn sometimes. Um, and, um, you know, sometimes I think my uh, guides and angels have, have had to do a big shake, like a big, like almost, and it was, and it came through some, in some ways that were a lot of struggle and, and almost tragedy, but it was in retrospect, I'm like, no, that needed to happen because I really wasn't paying attention. I was being very stubborn and being very like, no, I'm going to do this, even though I, it, there was so much resistance, you know what I mean? And that's really healthy too, though, because people are going to move through experiences like that. And without you having that experience, you cannot help anybody else. To oh, and, totally. And like you, you're here being of service. So even making your show and doing what you're called to do, you're actually being of service to people and you're really serving them out of your heart and you want to entertain and you want to educate and you want to provide information for, there's a whole thing. And so as you're doing that, the only way that we're able to be of service and help people is because we went through those different things, you know, yeah. and or else there's just no way we would know what we're talking about. You would not, we wouldn't be here today talking right now had we not experienced every single detail that we have experienced, you know? I love that. I love it. So what do you do? Tell, tell me like what your personal kind of like daily uh, rituals or routines are to help keep you, I, I would say like, connected and feel like you're um, staying uh, spiritually healthy? Yeah. Well, the first of all, I make sure that I go to bed. So before we even wake up, we're going to talk <laughs> about how we go to bed because you can't it. wake up unless you go to bed right way. So when you are going to bed, I'm always sitting. I, I literally sit at the edge of my bed with a glass of water and I hold it. And I fill okay. it up before I go to bed. So it's sitting next to me, but I hold it and I face this little table that I have. It has like my dog's picture on there, some crystals, archangel stuff. And I just, and also has a money tree, like a, a big, yes. like sun, but mm -hmm. I put hundreds in it. <laughs> Cause I'm like, <laughs> as you do, <laughs> I'm going to shower those hun hundos on me, baby, shower me. <laughs> and so I sit in front of it and I hold my water and I say, and I talk about everything that was amazing about the day. Okay. And I talk about how, like, I say, thank you for allowing me to be of service. Thank you for allowing me to be purposeful. Thank you for helping me to fulfill that purpose. Thank you, angels. Thank you, guides. And then I send energy to people that need it. So if someone's ill, I'll be like, Archangel Raphael, or I'm going to send good healing energy to mm -hmm. the person. So I do a whole ritual before bed that all involves love. I love it. And this gratuity. Very important. Yes. And, and which is that that's the how that's the key everything. to that love. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm holding the water. So I'm blessing this water. And by the end of it, I drink it. So I'm drinking love. Yeah. I raised it and then I go to bed. So that way, when I wake up, I keep the blinds open so that I can see the stars and the trees. So when I wake up and I see either the sunrise or I sometimes still the stars and the trees. Because <laughs> hey, it's, it's still a little dark when you wake up, yeah. Yeah, four o'clock in the morning can come around really quick. And so Is that I what time you get up outside. at four o'clock? So, uh, three days a week, I get up at four. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I look out the window and I just say, I take a big breath and I'm like, oh, I can't wait. And I grab the water and I hold it again. And I say, I'm so excited for this beautiful day of miracles, blessings, opportunities, and all the stuff that's going to come my way that allows me to like see who I am and, and create magic. So basically, I remember why I'm alive and what my purpose is. People don't like waking up the, in the day. They don't 
listen, it's easy for me to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. Why? Because I know that I get to fulfill purpose. So when people know and they're honoring what that is, you want to wake up in the day. You want to be of service. You want to drink your shake or your, have your coffee. You want yeah. to turn and like journal. You want, you want, you want. Yeah. But you have to know your purpose. You know, you have to know that. And people think they don't know it, but they actually do. They're just, uh, they're just not being observant kind of, of it. Blocking. They're judging it. I, yeah, they're blocking. They're based off of what other people are doing. They're embarrassed. Would you say that that they're like that's somebody that's maybe too connect too subscribed to like an old programming or old way yes, of thinking? Yeah, for sure. Like beyond, because if you were to remove all of the past history from the moment, mm-hmm. and you were just to go, what do you want to do right now? You would know exactly what that is. You would want to know not what you like have to do, but what do you want to do? What drives you? What if you didn't? If you lived on an island and you started fresh, what would you start creating? That's the thing. That's the purpose. Yeah. But people believe an old program of what they're supposed to believe or what they're supposed to do to to make money or whatever, and that's literally an old program that's broken. And twenty twenty was really allowing that breaking apart of that structure. And now we're in, in this transformation stage where people can step into their true purpose. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about 2020 specifically, because I've heard that from um, a couple different people, and I'd love to hear your uh, take on it. Uh, can you describe what your thoughts are on 2020 in regards to transform transformation and just the world in general? Well, first of all, I come from a channeling world. So I come from a world where people are channeling spirit and different entities through them. It's all out of love. Um, it's all higher consciousness. And before 2020 hit, it was already channeled that sure. 2020 was going to be an up and down year. And it was we were going to have to hold on hold on to our butts. Okay. And <laughs> hold on tight. Yeah. <laughs> and hold on tight. And the, and the biggest keyword that was given about how to maneuver that was childlike be innocent go with your inner child and look at it from a light space because it was going to get really heavy okay and the thing is when you're in the spiritual world you aren't sidewind you aren't like taken by surprise because you're moving with the energy of the universe you're in flow you pick up on the messages but people are so separated from their spirit that they don't receive that because they have so much fear around it or judgment Okay, But because I released a lot of anything like that and I'm in this world, I'm surrounded with people picking up on this information already. So I already knew that 2020 was going to be something very, very interesting. What that looked like, we wouldn't know. That's a part of our creation. That's a part of our co-creation. I see. So as 2020 hit, I also already knew that it was going to be a clearing because it was going to be about clear seeing. 2020, the number, the numerology behind the two is about balance, things coming into harmony, but that equals the four. So 2020, two plus two was four. It was about structures and it was going to break down all of the old structures so that we can build new ones. It was always going to be a clearing on 2020. And we chose on a higher level to be here, to be a part of that transformation and change. We chose it, you know, we weren't a victim to it. We're here by choice. Right. And then in 2021, is a number five. And the number five is about transformation and change, adventure, making something new. So that's why you're seeing... It is so so exciting Mm -hmm. because we're here in a place of like, okay, we cleared. Yeah. Now now we're ready to rebuild and recreate. Now it's time to rebuild a new structure, a new system. And we get to ask ourselves, how do we want to do that? Who do we want to do it with? I'm getting waves down my body I as we've been talking. I got a little chill too. <laughs> See, because your spirit guides are like, yes. Yes. They're like, you're. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, I love all of that. Talk to me a little bit um, or talk to the audience about a little bit more about. Um, I'm always fascinated by angel numbers. Um, and, you know, like I, I know a lot of times, like I'll, and I love it. I'm always, I always take a moment to have like a, a moment of gratuity whenever I see like recurring numbers, um, whether it be 1111 or 555 or 444, what, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I love it and it always brings me joy and comfort. But like, can you kind of explain like what those numbers mean and kind of maybe the, the special significance of them? Uh, well, numbers do carry vibration and you want to look at the base numbers of one to nine. 
At 10, okay. it starts over back at 1. 11 would be a 2. You basically reduce it. So when you can understand the, the vibrations of the what those numbers mean, the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, when you understand those, when you're getting communicated with through numbers, you can be able to see what the message is. Now, that's not you don't have to know what they are, meaning, let's say, is there a number that you keep seeing? Uh, you know, I, I, I see 11-11 a lot or, or 1-11. Um, and then the last, but it, it kind of rotates. There's definitely periods where I'm aware I notice I'm seeing 3-3-3 a lot. And there's times where I've seen twos. So, but lately I've been more on the ones. So the one, well, think about the number one. It means the start or the new beginning or the individual, the uniqueness, right? Okay. Uh, number one is about leadership. It's about the one it's like it starts here it's yeah. with how all the other numbers fall in line so when you look at the 11 11 and the one and the 111 those ones are showing you about who you are it's a reflection of what's going on within you okay um and so when you look at 11 11 that's a true alignment a true flow everything Ooh. aligning for you a flow of water going think of the 11s like um, like an aqueduct with okay. four things. There's nothing prohibiting it from going through. It can just, the water just can flows. flow. Yeah. yeah. I love so, that. So you can look at it that way as that those ones are really aligning for you for new beginnings and new things taking place and your, yeah, your unique ability. Um, but for other numbers, like if people start seeing 222 and they see it every day, I look at it as the, the number two, harmony, balance, mm -hmm psychic ability and intuition so it's it's really interesting when people learn these vibrations but sometimes it's just uh you'll see five 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 and it could mean a big change but it could also mean that that's the number that you associate with something very significant and spirit will communicate with you just through that five 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 because of a significant thing that took place at some point in time Mm -hmm. So you, the whole point is to go inward and ask what it means to you instead okay. of going outward and going, well, what does this mean? But you're so unique and so special that spirit communicates with you unlike the way that spirit communicates with everyone else. And the only way you find that out is by going in and going, what does seeing 555 mean for me? Okay. And then listen and see what it means to you individually because it's different for everybody. I you love know? that. So what is your, what is your, um, meditation routine? Uh, can you like every day, every day? Okay. How, for how long? Um, I prefer to do it for 45 minutes to an hour because within that 45 minute to an hour space, really magical things start taking place. But what people don't do is they don't usually make it that far. Some people can drop in easily and get visions and get downloads. I mean, we can get a download by just talking here. We already have been getting downloads in yeah. some ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for some really cool mystical stuff, if people can commit to a 45 to an hour meditation, that's where some of the other transcendent stuff starts taking place where people can have some connections with other entities or beings or loving or angels. Sure. But that's not to say it can't be sooner than that. Um, and I, and I, I still do 20 minute meditations or 30 minute, but I prefer them to be as long as possible so I can journey. Do you, do you prefer in the morning or is there a specific time of day that works better for you? After lunch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I like, like I got to eat lunch. first and then, I, and then I can. Yeah. But because I, your body to me, your body goes into a digestive rest, rest and digest mode. And so it already kind of plate your body when it wants to go into that digest mode already places you within that resting space. So I find it a really good way to break up the day. I'm sure. super clear, super fresh in the morning. And then midday, I can break that up and clear my energy by meditating in the middle of the day. So, but that's not to say I don't do morning toning for 10 minutes. I'll do toning, meaning I'll sing vowel sounds and clear energies in my body. Uh -huh. um, and I'll ground in the morning for like 10 minutes. Sure. Middle of the, and if I can, I try to get another one at night because that's why not? When, <laughs> yeah. Dude, the more you can, the more your powers come online. Yeah. And I mean powers that are beyond your belief. Um, like, dude, we have, dude, we have power. 
and people are so think it's so fake and think it's like something in a movie. I'm like, oh, but all those really wealthy people that are like ruling the world, they all know that this stuff is real, which is why they rule the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just put it that way. But if you can like get into those spaces of deeper meditation, your powers come online, your abilities and your connections to what is outside of this physical reality begin to unfold. Yeah. I know like in addition to your spiritual work and everything that we've just talked about with the meditating and gratuity and love and, uh, and whatnot, you also um, believe in taking care of your physical body in, in very specific ways as well. Can you tell us about your routine, uh, your physical routine? Well, it's important to make sure and it's important to listen to yourself what that calls for, uh, for each individual. I, listen, anytime I'm asked questions, yes, it's I'm talking about me, but I want everyone to understand that this is about them. You know what I mean? Like what calls to them? So for me, I love resistance training. I like to lift weights. Like some things I would normally do in a gym, I haven't been able to do as much. Like I like heavy deadlifting with a barbell, but... I, I'm also very busy, so a lot of my workouts have to come from in home. I have a pull-up bar that's in the um, in the doorway over there, and I have a pair of thirty-pound dumbbells. And I get really creative, and I create circuits in my home or workout down sure, in the garage. Sure. Yeah, so well, I make sure to put the fitness into my daily routine, but that might look like yoga to somebody else, I you see. know, or well, swimming. It's all for connected. Else. I mean, it's all you, you know you. That us be, having this human experience, all of those things are connected, the spiritual, the physical, everything to, you know, create this synergistic energy of good energy and love. You know, you have to, yes. you can't do one without the other in theory, you know, and, and get the optimal results. Right. And that's why I always stress this and people, I drill it in. So I know people are kind of annoyed with me when I talk on Clubhouse because <laughs> on Clubhouse, I talk to like a few hundred a day and yeah. I'm always stressing this. I say, I'm going to say it again. You have four bodies, the mental, the emotional, the physical, and the spiritual. Okay. And if we don't have those four bodies in harmony with each other, that's where our daily life gets off, Out of alignment. off balance. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because people are so focused on the physical, you know, and then and the vanity focusing, and the everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because we are having a physical experience, it's easy. So there, you can't blame anybody. And now people are le have learned to be responsible for their emotional bodies, but their mental bodies are now coming online and mental health Mental, mental wellness is coming online. But the thing that people, the majority of people are negating or disregarding is the spiritual body. Okay. Because they still think it's like silly or out there or fake. And I'm like, dude, it's all science. Spirituality is literally science. And people are sitting there, have to wait for science to come online with it in order to start integrating it. But that's also why we're here because we're here to open that path and start grounding that information, which is why we're here on earth, you and I. Yes, I love that. So let's move into, I want to talk to you about uh, past life regression. So could you kind of just for the audience explain, explain what it is and, and then we can go into, you know, your experiences with it. Well, we all have past lives and we all are going to have future lives. And when I say past lives, it's, we have to re re remember that we live in a quantum universe, which means there really is no linear. We're having a linear experience, but there is no real past or future. It's all happening simultaneously right now. Okay. So when a person has a past life regression, I facilitate a basically a deep meditation that allows them to go into a life that they need to see that they've had or will have um, that resonates with where they're at in this life. So basically, I get them into a deep state, and I suggest that they're going to see a past life, but I don't tell them what that is. The person will access that information because everything in our universe works with law of attraction, meaning wherever your heart is vibrating at, whatever frequency is going on, resonates with another lifetime that you've lived or will live. And so when you're in a deep meditative state, you're pulling on that information in order to see things from a higher perspective. Because when you're going through a traumatic experience, let's say you're going through a traumatic experience right now and it's ripping you apart, you don't understand it. Well, you don't understand it because you're looking at it from your 
perspective, from Bill's perspective, sure. but you're not necessarily seeing it from the higher perspective. The higher perspective. So when yeah, someone yeah. sees a past life, they step out of the physical life that they're having now to see it from another angle, as if they were watching a movie. And from watching the movie, they can go, oh, now I understand why everything is happening in my life. And that's kind of what it brings for it. I mean, it's very involved, but overall, that's really what's happening. And people can be healed physically from physical ailments, um, spiritual, mental. They can let go of things that they're experiencing in this life. It really is a very big experience and people just have to go through it to kind of understand what it is. Sure. Well, I I've had the blessing of of having one of those um, sessions with you, and I everything you said is exactly uh, how I remember it. You know, I, I do. I I think that there were. Uh, I was. I remember going into it, and I wasn't exactly sure what to expect. You know, and 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 to be fair, you know, you you've even mentioned that it can be different for each individual. Um, but it was such a wonderful experience. It was actually a really healing experience for me. But I would do when you mentioned it's like watching a movie. That really is what I remember. Even in retrospect, things that I remember that I seeing it was almost like I was watching it in a like a movie, you know. And and um and it was really fascinating, you know. And I I remember at the beginning I was like I I was having trouble relaxing. But you you were amazing, and you really you're so generous with your time. You spend pretty much the whole day with. With the, it's that a long client. process. Yeah, and it, it was it was really really powerful. So I want to take this moment to thank you for that. Um, I, well, I know I've thank thanked you. you before, but I want to thank you again. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, and again, for people that will listen, it's about trust and the way that you were able to see those things is because you were able to relax and trust me. Mm-hmm. If you didn't trust me and you didn't let down your judgment of anything that you were seeing then you would not have had that experience. But because you were trusting and you learned how to relax and you trusted me, you were able to get into that space. And as it went along, you got deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. and deeper and was able to see all of that information. And that's what it really comes down to is how open are we willing to be and how much are we going to stop judging? 222. Yes, yes, it's just in here too. I mean, obviously, it's the same. I just happen to obviously like this in the same right time in zone, that but moment. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh it. Oh my god, literally, like I love it. But it it really is about trust and see two partnerships, balance and harmony. I it love takes, it. It takes it's a two way road. Well, I have to mention too. I don't know if you remember this, but um, just because I'm excited about it, um, in that session, uh, we actually. One of the things that came forward for me was this show, was to create this show. Um, And so here we are. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That's so true. I don't know if you remember that, but... um, I do. No, I do remember it. Oh, my God. Because I hadn't done this yet. And this was new for me. This was, you know, I I come from a a performance background as well. You know, I know you're a musician and a singer. um, And I was a dancer. And, you know, so... But this medium was was new. So it was a little, I think I was a, a little, I was letting fear get it, get in the way initially, you know, of like, Oh, you know, all the excuses not to do it, you know? Sure. <laughs> um, but I remember that session, this came up and, um, and it was one of those moments that made me feel like, no, let, like, let really do this let's do it and here we are season two we're in season two <laughs> dude uh see uh, two and we just saw 222 yes <laughs> see and that's what it takes it's like there's divine moments and there's moments that we agree on before we're here yeah and it was going to activate those things and the powers that we're supposed to have and the things we're supposed to do the same thing happened my friend luis lucas he is like He's turned into this amazing photographer. He gets the most beautiful people to do this, like to do his work, like, and his vision is so incredible. But he wasn't a photographer until we were in China when I was doing my music tour. And all of a sudden I was in his room. We had separate rooms and the hotels. And he was like, he's like, wait, stand there. And he took this picture of me standing in the window in our hotel in China. And that picture is what started his whole photography career oh, wow. and everything he's doing now and he's so successful in it and it was that incident so you can see that we have to come together on and there's an agreement on a higher plane where we will activate 
certain mm-hmm. things. So you were just activated that day. Yeah. You were activated to step into like new levels of what you're going to do. And then there's more going to be on the way from that, you know? So that's yeah. so incredible. And I love that you brought that up today. Yay. Oh, I know. It was, it was a really powerful session. I remember I was, and I was really, I felt really blessed to, to have that experience with you. So thank you for that. So if anybody's interested, it's definitely, I'm recommending. (laughs) (laughs) So what is it like? Can you tell us like, okay, being, okay. Being a spiritual life coach, like what, what is it like to work, to, to work in that way with you as from a client's perspective? Like what could, what could someone expect if they were to hire you? Um, so what I do is channeling work, uh, and I was, I'm a trained channeler. So I was in a group and I was in classes to learn how to channel spirit. Meaning I, when someone works with me, I already tune up before they come over or before I have a session like this and I tune into spirit and I ground myself and I allow the, the beings that work with me to kind of enter my energy field. We all have an energy field. I let the entities that of love, always of love to enter my field and work with me to work with a client. And it can be something like a person can come for a one-off because they're going through an experience and we need to do energy clearing. And I simply, well, I'll know the, it's not like I'll know the answers. It's like I'm given the answers for the person on anything that they're moving through. I see. And the energy behind it. So if you came to me with a problem, I would receive information as a stream of consciousness and I would tell the person that um so it just depends and then but I have an online uh I have an online portion where people will fill out a journal each week before they meet with me so they'll tell me the things that they're working on the amazing things that took place from the week what they'd like to work on and we kind of take it from the present moment because being present is where the magic happens where growth excels and ascends so quickly rather than having it be like this structured thing that's supposed to happen each time. I see. We kind of go with the flow, but my clients all buy packages. So they meet with me once a week, um, a lot like this, mostly because of everything going on. And oh, sure. I have people around the world, so it has to kind of be this way. Um, but it looks different for everybody. And especially on full moons, I do card readings um, and spiritual readings. So people do get card readings and they'll get different spiritual stuff like that. Yeah. Let's talk about full moon. Let's talk about full moon energy. Can you explain kind of like for someone who maybe this is all, maybe let's say all of this is new for them and they're hearing some of this for the first time. Talk to, talk to them about the significance of, of full moon energy and types of the different types of rituals that people can do, um, for healing or for whatever during those, during those nights. Sure. Well, with the moon, it's very important to understand what the moon is telling us. And that's about cycles. So I want to, I'm making it something that's, that people can really access. So think about the moon. It starts like a new moon is dark. You can't okay. see it's a dark moon, right? Right. But then it starts to wax, meaning it starts to grow and get bigger until it gets to the full moon level and then it starts to shrink again right right so that's how everything works that's how our bodies work that's how nature works there are cycles of ebbs and flows it's going to ebb and it's going to flow and once we can learn that the moon cycles that we see are actually how life works we can begin to work with them so in a new moon is when you can kind of seed new ideas you can use the moon to see new ideas. So if you, let's say you want to manifest something in your life, you'd want to like take your notebook or whatever. And I'm just going to grab one because I'm I talking about it. I have a sparkly notebook here. No, well, I have, I actually have a moon, <laughs> a moon on mine, but. <laughs> yes, I love Yeah, yours is better. <laughs> so you would. Mine sparkly. So you would just take your notebook and write new moon intentions. Like I have, I am all the things that you want, but as if it's already done. So when you do that, when it's a new moon, it, it can build, the energy builds up until the full moon. And when the full moon hits, you can get it again, and then you can read it out loud and use the power of the full moon to be able to manifest things. Because what the full moon does is it amplifies everything. Yes. It amplifies, it can amplify the negative or, or, or the positive, wherever you're at, it's going to amplify it. So, and when we think about the moon and the full moon, It's the mixture of masculine and feminine energies because the only way that the moon can look full is because the sun is shining directly on it in its entirety. So the masculine power of the sun shines 
onto the moon and reflects that back down to us. So you can see it's both masculine and feminine that yes. come together in balance to amplify. That's why That's beautiful. it's powerful. That's yeah. why you can use the moon for your own rituals and cord cutting, letting go of the past, manifesting what you want. And look, it, it happens all the time. So yeah. that's a powerful way that you can step into ritual um, simply by using the moon and writing new intentions. And then on the full moon, cord cut, release things, say, I send these things into the light. I don't need them anymore. Thank you so much. And I am abundant and I'm in love and I have all this beautiful stuff happening in my life. Let's talk about manifesting. So mm -hmm. I think it's important to remember, you know, we talk about, you know, keeping a journal. We talk about I am statements. We talk about trying to, you know, envision the life that you want. But I think sometimes there is a, a, a section of that message that might get lost it, to some people where they think they're they, they think, you know, they're like, well, I, of course, I'm not trying to attract negativity or of course I, you know, you know, I want something better. How come it hasn't come yet type thing? Do you, I think sometimes people forget one key element is not just, not just thinking about it, but also feeling like it's already happened. You have to actually activate something within you and imagine that it's already happened to attract it. Am I right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because again, going back to your past life regression, Wherever your heart is sending out a signal of whatever that is, is what you will vibrate back to you. Yeah. It'll match with other things in your reality. So when it comes to manifesting, let's just say money. If, when it comes to manifesting money, if you keep trying to manifest by feeling like you don't have it, Right. And feeling right. like you're missing it. And then what you're attracting like you're is lacking it. lack. You're yeah. attracting lack. You're yeah. literally attracting more of that same thing because you don't believe it. Right. So or you're, or you're you, sitting there getting mad about not having it. <laughs> right. And so you're just attracting anger and madness and more lack and more and less and more less. <laughs> more and, less. That's, and that's the surefire way to make somebody even more upset when you're like, and by the way, you're doing that wrong. No, yep, <laughs> exactly. So it's a whole thing. So what you have to do is you step into a place of reception of, of the knowing of going, you know what? And it's people are like, well, how can I do that when I don't have it? It's like, what do you have? Right. What do you have right now? And so if people want a practical exercise, I always say this. I say, get a piece of paper and write two columns. On the first column, you say all the ways you're already making money. If we're talking about money consciousness, money is a whole consciousness energy. Well, so, money's energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And so this one's a really good topic. And this must be what people need to hear if this is what we're talking about. But so... In one column, you write all the ways that you're making money already. Oh, I make money by the job. Oh, I get I get money this way. Oh, like sometimes I get gifts of money. Sometimes I get food or I get free gift cards or, wow, look at all the ways I'm already making money. And then you make another column that says all the ways I'm going to make money or I'm going to set up and create. Sure. So you look sure. at it and you go, holy dang, I'm already making money and abundance and food and love and people buy me dinners all in this way. I am abundant from there. Mm -hmm. That is where you go into the process of gratitude and appreciation for everything that you already have. And that is the point that you manifest more money. That is the point right there. But if you're manifesting from like, oh my God, I still don't have, when am I going to have? Yeah. If you're, it's I guess, yeah, if you're from a place of lack and impatience, is that's all you're going to keep getting. You know what yep. I mean? Because the money you want also Easier has said to than have... done. I get it. It's right. easier said than done. It's a practice. Yeah. Because people are so used to a program of you have to work really hard and you have to go get this job and you have to do those things. Guess like what? Like that there's only one way to, to have it. Yeah. Like there's only one way right. to get it. And they think... If okay, so then they get stuck. They could even get stuck in saying, "Okay, well, I don't have that great job yet, so it's never going to come yet." You know, right? They, I'm grabbing they a book. All these reasons, you know, of why it's not happening, as opposed so to just if you want more it. of that, you have to be in money consciousness. So let's say you want love, you need to be in love consciousness. You have to be in the vibration of those things to attract those things. So this book, I'm going to highly recommend to anybody: Think and Grow Rich. It's about the spirituality behind money. If you want to tune into money consciousness and understand the law of attraction, and this is, this is this information is gathered from billionaires, from the people who make all the money and how to do it, 
but mm. it's all about spirituality. So I highly recommend if you want to change your relationship with money or your relationship with anything, because it talks about sex as a power of a way of creation and manifesting. Yep. Yes, it tells you honey. how to use sex the right way. Okay. This I think a lot is, of people need to learn how to use sex the right way. <laughs> they do because they use it more for gratification rather than right. for the power it was given to us, which is creation. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I'll have to put a link. I'll put a link to that in the description of the episode if, if anybody wants to buy it. Um, so let's talk about, um, I want to get to, I, you actually have uh, an online store with a wonderful light body and you have some really wonderful um, pieces of jewelry and you have candles. Tell us, tell us about it. Uh, well, I wanted to create crystals that were handcrafted for people that just, you know, come across my page or people that I work with that they can have crystals that are going to help them in the different ways. So I have like ones that deal with unconditional love. There's a rose quartz one for just um, the heart chakra love. There's ones that will help people um, expand on their intuition and activate the third eye. Uh, and I just wanted to create a product that would help people along their journey and then also feel like they got a crystal from somebody that they know or that they work with, you yeah. know, and I just created that product. I did make a candle, um, which is a guardian protection candle, which is, I made it from Palo Santo and sage oil. And that will just as a protection energy within their home. Oh, totally. And so I, I created that. And then I also made that into a soap, but the soap is only sold with my new moon kits. So talking about moon, I made a moon crystal kit and in it has three different crystals, this sticker, and um, and then it has the handmade soap. I love that. So people that. can clear their energy and then manifest from the moon energies. Oh, I love that. I'll have to check that out. I mean, I I, I, I love the candle. I, I ordered... I have two two of the necklaces. Um, forgive me, I can't remember which ones they are right now. Right now, but they're gorgeous. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> and you put, I mean, you you put energy on them, you know, before you send them out. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, I make them here, um, and I, I just prepare it all here in my crystal sanctum, which is high energy. Anytime someone walks in here, it's because I moved from the place that you were at. Yeah, yeah, you're in Glendale now. Um, yeah. And anytime I, any, it's already high frequency in here. Like if a dog steps in here, they're like, <laughs> they start going crazy because <laughs> it's high energy. High and energy, I, yeah. we attract anybody that sits in here. We attract really a lot of energies. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk about music really quick. Uh, uh, obviously you're, um, well, I say obvious cause I know, but you're, you're, a, you're a musician and a singer. And you had mentioned earlier, you touched on it a little bit earlier about how music be kind of became the uh, the vehicle to connect you to a lot of the spirituality and a lot of the um, visions and, and um, channeling. Um, I fell into it when I was 15. I saw an artist and then I was, I in the moment I saw the artist play on TV, I was like, that's what I'm supposed to do. It's like a download. Yeah. See what I mean by downloads, how we get those awakenings throughout our life. That was one of them. That was the moment that said, this is what you're going to do. And then I was like, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. And then I just started learning to play the <laughs> and piano. And you listened. Right and you did. And you, you, didn't, you, you were like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, I love it. Yep. <laughs> do you play I any was. other instruments other than the piano? I play the guitar, but I don't. I put, If I can't make love to it, like if we're not making <laughs> I love it. Spoopy, I love it. then I ain't going to play with it. Like, it, and that's how... <laughs> That's how my relationships have always been. Like, oh, you're, uh, even if, yeah, and everything, yeah. Exactly. If we aren't like on a frequency band, then we ain't playing. I don't care how pretty <laughs> you are. It has to be the frequency band that we're on. And so it just never connected with me, and I stuck with keys, the black. But it kind of makes sense because those keys are black and white, and I'm all about the balance between the light and the dark. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Working together, so it's funny that I would connect so hard with that. I love your. I know. I it was funny. I think I even sent you a screenshot of it once when it came up on my iTunes. But I really love your song "Crowns." Mm. It's so. I just. I love it. I put it on, and it it brings me joy. So <laughs> thank you. I wrote that when I was in China. Yeah, and I wrote. I actually wrote an album in China that I never released. It's actually sitting on my computer, and they're all instrument. It's all instrumentals, though. So it's and I was like, I'm, it's still sitting there because I don't know if I should put it out. It's called "On a Train Somewhere in China." Okay, <laughs> that song was the original thing on there. On there, and yeah. the reason why I called it "Crowns" um, is because I was inspired by the fact that they were they're one of the cl these clubs that we were playing at. 
they would always have crowns on everything and everything was about crowns. Okay. And I was looking at it from the perspective of like leaders, like kings and queens, and always to remember that you're a king and a queen and not be told who you are by somebody else's opinion. But like to always keep going and to remember your royalty, to remember your highness. Yeah. You yes, I mean? highness. Yes. No, your, yes, la- highness. your last... <laughs> yeah. Yes, highness. Well, listen, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. I will definitely post your contact information in the description of the episode, but just tell us now how they can get in touch with you or if they're interested in hiring you for whether um, for any sort of life coaching or path life progression or channeling or readings or you do it all or crystals <laughs> or crystals. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can easily, my website is wonderfullightbody.com. It's really easy. Wonderfullightbody.com. And then I love a lot of people contact me through Instagram messages at Derek Jameson. Um, that's the easiest way to get a hold. And if you're on Clubhouse, where I do a lot of live speaking every single day, so a lot of live spirit transmissions sure. come through every day on Clubhouse, it's at Derek Jameson. So those are like the best ways to connect get with in you. Touch. Yeah. Oh, I love that. How many, do you mind if I ask? I mean, you're, I, I know you're busy, but like, do you have a, do you ever get to a point where you, are not taking on new clients? Like, are you, do you ever get to like a point where you have like a full roster or, and what does that look like? How many people? Well, I can always fit in people. It's just like, if someone's looking for a session, I just see where I can fit them in because they might just want one-offs, you know, if they want want like a package, well, then I'm going to fit them in somewhere and I'll rework my other stuff. You know, Um, but there are things that I have to say no to or turn down because I'm also studying. I'm in university right now studying a degree or finishing a degree um, and I'm studying my own craft even better. I'm always learning. So it's about creating a balance between working and and doing that and then also developing my own craft and then being of service for others. So. I balance There's it a balance. all out. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You're, I yeah. think you're doing good. I think you're. T- <laughs> we make it happen. You're making it happen. Well, listen. All right. Well, we're about to wrap up, and I'm honestly, I've just thoroughly enjoyed this so much. But I want to give you an opportunity to just, um, if there were, uh, you know, any sort of words of wisdom, uh, in addition to everything you've already said, but, you know, but if there was any sort of advice or guidance that you could offer in general to somebody who's maybe, um, aspiring to go down the same uh, journey as you in the, in this uh, type of work, what would, what would that be? I would say to not compare what your calling is to anyone else's calling. That's very important (laughs) Okay, because, when it comes to the spiritual world, people are looking at what other people are doing and they're kind of crafting it around that. And everyone's gift is so unique and special that you are gifted with specific abilities that no one else has. So no one else can bring to the table what you bring. But if you're comparing yourself and trying to go, well, this person does this, you're negating what you're And you're kind of blocking yourself too. You're blocking it. You're literally restricting your success in it. So you always have to listen to yourself and be authentic with whatever that is. And when you're met with an, an opportunity to grow, meet the opportunity where it is because it's only going to serve you and help you reach that place of authenticity. And it's only when you reach that place and you release all the old belief systems and patterns that you're going to see success pour into your life and patience, as you said to everybody, patience. Oh, I love that, Derek. Derek, thank you so much for taking the time. I really have had such a great time talking to you and I can feel, I feel your energy from here. So it's, you've just made my day. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you. It's our energy. We're co-creating it together. So it takes, it's a two way street here. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. And if you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button, give us a follow. And Derek Jameson, you can check him out on Instagram, Clubhouse. Uh, I will connect you uh, with some links in the description of the episode. And I just really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate everybody who's watching and listening. I love it. All right. We'll see you later. Have a good weekend. (laughs) 